Hello, welcome to LLG's Random But Real Podcast, where you'll hear conversations about any and all things random with an entree, not a side dish, of mental health advocacy. I use my performance, communication, and literary art skills to bring awareness about mental health and other topics. Therefore, whether I'm singing, speaking, or writing, it is my desire that my words will be melodic, just like music to your ears. Welcome to LLG. That's me, Lisa L. Gilliam's Random But Real Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of LLG's Random But Real, where we have conversations about any and all things random with an entree, not a side dish of mental health advocacy. As you know, I use my performance, communication, and literary art skills to bring awareness about mental health and other topics. Therefore, whether I'm singing, speaking, or writing, it is my desire that my words will be melodic, just like music to your ears. Well, I am Lisa Gilliam, and otherwise known as One Singing Lady, and I'm excited to be with you here for another podcast. I told you all I'm going to keep them consistent. I'm working on getting um, some guests uh, hosts in here too. So you don't always have to just listen to what I have to say, but that we can have some really good banter about um, some of the things that I feel are, are heavy on my heart or that I find interesting. And um, I guess maybe last year, um, I had a few conversations with some uh, current friends and some former friends. Um, that's not how it planned out, but we really kind of got on the different side of the fence when it comes to etiquette and manners. And although the two are not the same, sometimes they do kind of coexist. And so I'm going to throw in with that along with, uh, some manners, some etiquette situations also are pet peeves of mine. And as you know, mental health can affect every aspect of your life. So we just want to get into that just today. Um, we're talking about, you know, etiquette, manners, and some pet peeves. And so before we go any further, which I usually don't necessarily do research per se, because it's random but real, but I did want to read um, what the Oxford Dictionary states etiquette to be. The conventional rules of personal behavior observed in the intercourse of polite society. Um, Merriam-Webster basically says, uh, the conduct or procedure required by good breeding or prescribed by authority to be observed in social or official life. So depending on where you're from, you may have a different definition of etiquette. And then I also wanted to just see what the definition was of manners, the specific definition. And so, uh, the college dictionary um, what did it say? I'm trying to think if I wanted to use that definition. Um, because like I said, everybody has different definitions. I don't even know that I've heard of Collins before, but we're going to go with it. Um, the prevailing customs, ways of living and habits of people, class, period, etc. Um, ways of behaving with reference to polite standards, social compartment. Um, so you can see how sometimes etiquette and manners, sometimes they coexist. In fact, um, online, I also found that uh, there are some synonyms. This is one of the topics. Um, and I believe this was from Collins Dictionary as well. Um, etiquette, 
another synonym for that is good behavior, proper behavior, civility, courtesy, decorum, formalities, manners, and politeness. So although etiquette and manners are not the same thing, a lot of times they do kind of coexist. And so there's a lot of things that have happened in the last few years that for me, I feel are either bad manners and or after doing research, found that it's just not proper etiquette. I think that some people feel like etiquette was only for like the 1900s, <laughs> but that's not really the truth. And there's some things that we do in society today because we don't want to deal with whatever the situations might be. Um, I've learned that a lot of times when speaking with my former clients, when I would sit down in counseling sessions and, you know, um, for instance, one of them is to not ghost. Don't ghost people, y'all. If you don't want to be around someone or you don't want to be in a relationship with them or you don't want to be friends with them, you know, why don't you think about putting on, well, I won't even say it that way. Why don't you actually just have a conversation? Um, we have so many ways to get in touch with people. There's email, there's text messages, there um, are social media DMs, there are uh, phone calls, video calls. You know, if you are big and bad enough to no longer want to be in space with somebody, in relationship with somebody, please choose to be big and bad enough to pick up the phone or bare minimum, minimum, you know, uh, video, find some way. I would hate it to be a text or email, but, you know, I feel like that's the cowardly out way out. And that's just me. Pet peeve of mine. Has it happened to me? Absolutely has. It's been um, very difficult to receive uh, actually, I didn't receive anything. They just stopped talking. <laughs> and that was probably the worst part because I'm a very communicative person and I like to um, have conversations about whatever it is that's on a person's mind. So I'm always going to ask you how you feel. And if I don't, I'm going to circle back because that really is important to me. So these that I'm going to give you today are not in any particular order. Um, but I am just going to throw a few out there. Sometimes it's just so that we can, you know, maybe think about what we're doing before we go on to, to actually do those things. Um, some other things when it comes to etiquette and manners, it's really choices, um, you know, versus excuses, you know, that it's an excuse. I just didn't feel like dealing with this. So no, I'm not going to say nothing, but inside you're actually bothered by the situation instead of saying whatever it is. So, um, another thing that's come up is I find that people, so I, I'm very honest about my stuff, as you all know, and, um, I talk pretty openly about when my mom died, it'll be seven years in October now and how people would ask me how she died. And that's none of your business. If I didn't leave with that, please don't be nosy and ask. Cause that's really what it is. You're being nosy to find out why the person died. You can't bring them back. It doesn't matter. Um, what your reasoning is for it. If the person that's telling you about the death is just being kind to inform you that someone close to them or maybe someone you knew has passed on, if they don't lead or start with the fact that this is how they died, please don't ask them. Let them lead that decision or conversation. I had a, another conversation with a friend who you know, was just sharing how a lot of people were asking them about how someone else that we knew died. And I just, 
every time I hear that, I'm just, I'm, I'm actually vexed. I was like, that is a pet peeve of mine. I don't think it shows proper decorum um, or good manners or good taste because is it something that you could do to bring that person back? No. So please, you know, consider not asking a person how someone has died or passed. Another thing um, that I think falls along in this category is we have to stop using death as an excuse not to maintain friendships or relationships. Um, there's been a few people over the years who I remember, this is prior to my mom dying. Um, you know, we used to hang out, we used to talk, blah, blah. Their mom got sick and they died. And they said, my mother died. Absolutely. Now this may seem or sound callous, but I hope that you know my heart by now, if you've been following me and know that that's not what I mean. The reality is, yes, people die every day, but the other reality is that life goes on every day as well. All of us have a lot going on. All of us have things that are happening. There's different types of death or grief and loss. Um, and so people deal with it differently. Um, it's not necessarily the other person's responsibility to guess uh, how they can support you. They can ask you and you as the person who may be experiencing death has to be able or should, you know, find ways to say, this is what I need. This is how I can be supported. But whenever someone tells me that a person they cared about died, so everything else stops. Remember, we don't deal with absolutes in life. Um, it's a choice. That's an excuse. It's a choice to stop talking to a person or, or not want to be around them, which is entirely entirely your decision. It's okay to feel like mm, right now I can't be bothered with such and such because I'm just dealing with whatever it is that I'm dealing with. But please stop using the uh, death itself as an excuse not to communicate. You can even just say that instead of ghosting those individuals because ghosting happens in all types of relationships. Um, you can actually just reach out and say, you know what, I'm dealing with this right now and I just need some space. Something completely simple. I have a friend who, like, sometimes they just take months, maybe even years, and they'll be like, Lisa, about to take a break. And although I didn't like it, because I'm like, I'm your friend, and, you know, talk to me about stuff, blah, 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 but I respect that. And so I think one time was a few years that we didn't speak or anything, but when his birthday came around, um, I sent a message I would send a message just to check on him every now and then. If it was something I thought he might be interested in, I would share that with them. I was still cool with his family, you know, after that. Um, no, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't a romantic situation um, when when all this was happening. We were just cool. And so um, I did not stop being his friend because he needed his space. I was still there to support but I can tell you this, I've gotten to the point, especially in 2024, where I am not chasing anybody anymore. If you tell me that it's too much, the way that I love, because I love hard, my friends, my family, significant others, if you tell me it's too much, then I will respect that. If you don't tell me, then I'm not going to know, because I do unto others as I would have them do unto me, or at least I really try on a daily basis. So unless you tell me this is too much, I can't, you know, I just want to be left alone, then I'm going to continue to do as God leads or lays it on my heart. But once you say that to me, then I back all the way up and I will leave you alone. And the friendship that we had 
is going to be different because I can't continue to pour all of me into people and not get anything back. Relationships are two-sided. It's give and take. It's not just give or not just take, okay? And I'm not talking about necessarily financial things. I'm saying in every aspect that you are giving and taking um, in the relationship, it should not ever be just one-sided. All right, so, you know, please, if if you're really having a hard time, if you're grieving, if you're even, you know, you have a mental health diagnosis um, and you're going through, I hope that you get to the point where you don't shut down completely, but if you just inform the people that care about you, you care about you for a reason. I try, even when I'm in those states, of, you know, that state of mind, I try to let someone know that that's, that's what's going on because when I isolate myself, it just makes matters worse. And that's not what I'm trying to do. How can I continue to encourage and help even do my job um, if I'm not helping, I mean, not informing those people who say they care about me about the state of mind that I'm in at that time. Um, funny enough, some of these things come up. I was watching um, or it was online when I was thinking about this topic, which I said I've been thinking about for a while. And I found an article on thecut.com. And it it's uh it has like a hundred and ninety four I believe different ways like um the dealing with etiquette and manners and it actually says how to text tip ghost host and generally exist in a polite society today asking you know how do you do these things and so uh, the article came out February second twenty twenty three and some of the things it says you know I agree with some of the things I don't. Um, as you know, I'm not the etiquette master. I just, I thank God for my mom and my dad who taught me manners and taught me etiquette at a young age. Do I always do everything right? No, I don't. But, uh, I, I would rather someone try to do that than, than not. And some of the things that I've seen people do, case in point, had a, uh, a student last year, um, I was always taught that if you wake up in the morning and you're walking into a room where someone already is, you greet them. I don't care if you're mad at them. I don't care if they did something to upset you. Being polite never hurts anybody. It just hurts your pride if you just really don't want to speak. Um, but I would say good morning or, you know, please and thank you. So I would say good morning to this this scholar and they would be like, what do you want? What, literally say, what do you want me to say? Good morning back. That's what I want you to say. It was about being polite somebody greets you, you greet them back. It's not really hard. Uh, you know, I feel like that is a part of proper etiquette. Um, but, you know, I don't think that that was something that they were taught. So I really would, if I haven't seen somebody or if I'm seeing them for the first time, I'm like, good morning. What? How are you doing? Have you, have I seen you today? Um, you know, when you don't, or if you see somebody for the first time, my parents will also let me or encourage us to greet them. Like, did you wake up on the wrong side of bed? Do you, like, do you have an attitude? If you do, I need you to change that because you never know what or who you might need in the future and how you being polite and you being kind and greeting everybody, not just the people that you like, could possibly open up other doors for you. So I think that that's something that parents specifically should teach their their children so that they grow up with that. And then it's some adults that I know that are not like that. They'll walk in, don't speak, don't say anything. And I just think that that is super rude. Hopefully that will change, or at least this podcast gives you some pause for that. Um, if you say you're going to do something, then please do it. If you can't do it, then let the person know. Please don't leave people hanging 
for whatever it is that you said you were going to do. It it could be something as simple as we're going to go out, friends, date, whatever, and then you can't make it. Then please give people time to find someone else. They should not have to call you to find out if things are still going on. You should let them know that uh, I'm not going to be able to make it and not at the last minute. You know, give them time to actually find someone else to attend whatever outing it was. I remember I was going out with this guy and we were going to, it wasn't a super fancy restaurant, but it was, a, you know, a nice, it was expensive um, place. However, I was able, I was gifted tickets and the person wasn't feeling well. Okay, that happens. But I had to contact them closer to the time to find out. I didn't want the, the, the meal to go to waste. And it would have been nice if they had told me you know, in advance, no, I'm not going to make it. Um, that's a waste of my time. It could have been a waste of the meal. Thankfully, my my friend and coworker went with me and we had a good time just chilling, talking, um, enjoying all of the food, <laughs> um, you know, but I just, if you, even if you don't necessarily care about that person, like, you know, um, not in love with them or it's not your favorite friend or best friend, just being polite and giving people opportunity, that article, uh, opportunity to find somebody else to take your place um, or or assisting them. If you know somebody else, you could suggest maybe, you know, uh, well, did you try such and such so that they're not left trying to hang the, you know, hanging in, in the balance of scrambling to find someone else to go to certain things. I have plenty of uh, things about that. But if you're going to cancel, also think about rescheduling. Don't just cancel and then not say anything else. That's rude. <laughs> you know, you can even ask at the I'm not able to go now, but would you like to reschedule? Can we reschedule later? Um, I remember I had made some plans with, uh, a, I guess, I mean, we're acquaintances, but I wouldn't say we're friends years ago. And they, excuse me, did not ever reschedule. And it's probably been a good decade. So, of course, I know it's not going to happen. But in the back of my mind, what I'm learning is that, and I've shared this on Facebook, I'm realizing that who the people that are a priority to me, I might not be a priority to them. So now I'm accepting it. I knew it and I received it, but now I'm accepting it. And I think that our behaviors and our actions show us who we want in our space. I go back to the, the comment I made about death earlier um, the, the friend that said to me, one of the friends that said to me and my mom died, whatever, um, I still was watching them going out with their spouse or boyfriend. I still saw them hanging around their godchildren. I still saw them, you know, going to church. They still did the duties, the things that they wanted to do. I just was not a priority, which like I said, is fine, but don't use death your, as the excuse for why you're not you know, doing the things that you said you were going to do me. Don't use those things and then not reschedule, not act like it doesn't matter. Because for me, it matters. I don't spend my time with a lot of people. You can ask some of my friends now. I will shut down. Um, I'll let you know that I'm shutting down. I won't ghost you, but I will just keep to myself. Um, and I can do that for a pretty long time. Um so if I if I want to spend time with you, know that that actually means something. And you might want to consider, if you care about the relationship, to continue um, to do that. So yes, please respect time. Respect the plans of another person. You know, reschedule if you need to. 
If you RSVP to something, please show up. <laughs> Don't RSVP and not show up and then not even tell the host that you're not going to come. Especially if the person had to put money um, in that um, or if money was involved or time or planning was involved. If you can no longer go, please decline. Call them. Text them, email them, let them know. Or if you're going to something, I don't know if I said this already, and you're running behind or you're running late, please text them in advance to let them know um, you're on the way or you're you're not going to make it or whatever it is. Text them in advance if you can. If it's an emergency, that's a different story. I have a friend who's really close to me. Um, and one time he was getting ready to go. He was doing something with his family. I understood that. He didn't have a set time, but we had a set time with his family, but we had a tentative time. So let's just say the time was two o'clock because um, I really don't remember. It was it was a while ago and we were supposed to go um, for lunch at that time. But it was going to be after he did whatever he did with his family. Well, if two o'clock is approaching and you still haven't done whatever you're doing with your family, I went off because he didn't contact me to say, hey, this is going to be pushed back. He just waited. Just like it was nothing. Like I didn't have plans. My time is valuable too. I think a lot of people think because I don't have children and I'm not married that my time is not as valuable as theirs. That's not true. I still have stuff I have to do. Even to do these podcasts, I got to carve out time. I have a, a singing engagement. Um, You know, I got to practice the time for that. We record these in advance. So um, or I record them, or if I have guests, we record these most of the time in advance. They're not live. Um, so when I do talk about events, a lot of times it's um, in the future that you'll hear this and the, whatever I was talking about was in the past. We've since spoken. It's cool. But yes, I'm not going to shy away from telling someone how I feel about something. And I try to do it with dignity, you know, mutual respect and grace, which are some tenets of restorative practices, restorative justice that I've really, um, that's been really helpful, you know, with me. I try to use all the time effective statements. I feel such and such because such, such and saying you make me feel because no one can make you feel anything. We have to also, I think, stop blaming people, um, for whatever it is that is uh happening and just kind of just kind of go along with it um i'm sorry as i as i was talking about that i was um also coming across some of the um the things that the cut article said and it's a really interesting read um so i don't know I think that uh, I tell somebody, like one of them says, when Cassie asks, how are you? Say good. It's neutral. It doesn't force someone to endure a trauma dump or a spill on how the world is up in flames. And if you ask me, I say, don't even ask me because I'm always telling you the truth. And I'm t if, if I'm in a depressed state, I'm going to tell you if I'm sad, if I'm tired, I'm exhausted. I'd rather you just not ask me how I'm doing because I'm going to be honest. And if someone, if I ask someone, I really want to know, like, how are you feeling? I don't see how I could be a mental health, um, you know, advocate or an educator, an educator or um, a former counselor or just a person who cares about feelings, ask them how they're doing and not care really how they're doing. So although that's what this article says, I would say if you really don't want to know, don't ask. Then you don't have to worry about it. Um, let's see. We only have a few more. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, big one, big pet peeve. If I invite you to something or you and I make plans to something, please don't invite anybody else to it unless I've asked or you've asked me or I'm saying, hey, please, such and such. If it's an invitation for you, it's an invitation for you. It's not an invitation for you and your spouse to go to dinner. It's for you. Or it's not an invitation for you. That's whether it's a private event or public event. I had a conversation with a friend, a former friend, because I did tell them that I didn't appreciate that. I, it, it gives me pause because I actually was looking forward to spending time with them individually because we hadn't hung out in a while. And it ended up being multiple people end up me missing the event that we were going to, the, the main person that I wanted to see. It caused a whole lot of other issues or concerns for me and completely shifted my day, which is a day I really needed um, at that time because the person invited someone else. And I knew about one person on the way, but I'd already, I mean, what was I supposed to say? No, because they had already invited them. Because if they had said it to me in the beginning, I would have said, you know what? I really was looking forward to spending time with you there were some things I wanted to talk about, some things I wanted to catch up on. And now I, I couldn't do that because they decided to ask someone else because they felt like because it was a public event that it was okay. It's not okay. Um, I don't think it's it's etiquette or, or I mean, I have, you know, read de definitely different things about etiquette and inviting someone else um, to something or like, but people feel like it's only just a private house or private function. Uh, years ago, I invited uh, a friend to a concert. Her spouse had died and I just wanted to do something to, you know, kind of cheer up. We liked the same artists and, um, I was like, Ken, you know, do you want to go? I'll pay for the ticket. And I did that. And when we went, she was so surprised that it was just she and I, she thought it was a group. No. So even if I'm the one inviting, if I invite other people, I'll tell them in advance, hey, I'll, I told such and such about this too. Because I don't want anybody to be uneasy. The, other people deal with anxiety other than me. And I don't want them to feel anxious or that they have to put on a mask or and, and they don't have time to prepare for whoever might be there. So um, if I invite you to something, it's just going to be whoever I said. And if somebody else was invited, even if I'm the host, whether it's a public event or a private event, I'm still going to let you know in advance. And that's one of the things that I do do unto others as I would have them to do unto me. I wish more people would do that. Instead, I was told that I don't play or get along with other people. I couldn't even be in my profession if I couldn't network and talk to other people or whatever. But, you know, that's just me. One of the things that I'm working on that I didn't really know growing up is um, that you should never show up to someplace, especially someone's home, empty-handed. Because I dealt with so many financial struggles, I was sometimes, a lot of times, thankful just for a meal. I didn't have the extra money. Things have been really rough in my life. Um, and, you know, I wish I could say that everything is great now. Uh, but thank God I'm making it. I'm okay. Things are all right. But as far as really having the finances and things being in order, that's not always the case. So one of the things that I do is I let the person know in advance, you know, this is a situation. I don't have money for that. Like if they're inviting me to dinner or whatever, or if they're inviting me to the house, like I may or may not be able to bring something. It really just depends on what I have left um, sometimes on my check or if I've had an extra gig or I've sold some books or some shirts or t-shirts or whatever. And so although I'm working on that, I just feel like if you're going to show up to something and it's really not 
like financially related or even if it is and you can't bring something, please at least talk to the ghost about it. I mean, the host <laughs> about it in advance um, instead of just kind of doing that, you know, last minute thing. Another one is um, if someone calls you, please call them back. Don't text them back unless you're texting them back to say, hey, I'm going to call you back later. It's rude. Like uh, my, I have a, a relative, millennial, and that's the way that, that you know, a lot of my millennial friends um, converse. And I understand you may not want to talk on the phone, but I also may not want to text. So if I wanted to text you, I would have texted you initially. I would not have called. Sometimes the things we have to say are deeper than just that. Um, but if you email a person and please email them back, sometimes you need more information or clarity or whatever. So I just say try to respond in a way that the person first responded or reached out to you um so that's pretty uh i guess the last one i'll say is and when you have someone over and you invite them over to your space whether it's a house office whatever um please don't go rummaging through cabinets we talked about this on the show or picking up remotes or looking at pictures like putting your hands on things don't touch things that don't belong to you it's not yours and please teach your little children to do the same like there's a proper way i walk into somebody's space until they tell me to have a seat i don't sit like i you know um i'm definitely not going to be looking through your cabinets and stuff i'm definitely not going to be taking things that don't belong to me and and i think that if you don't know for sure, like, yes, if you have a relationship with people and they're like, look, I'm cool. You've been here before. Help yourself. That's different. But if you just feel like you are privileged, like that ex of mine to, uh, I should say the ex that I was dating because, well, I don't know, whatever definition you want to use, because yeah, that's a whole different situation or conversation, I should say. Um, you know, felt that they were privileged and they should be able to go through my cabinets just because we were seeing each other. No, no, I didn't give you that, that, um, I didn't give you that impression. And if I did, I definitely did not say that. I just think that we have to learn to respect each other, um, show each other kindness, show each other care, you know, if someone says that something is a pet peeve, like rolling your eyes, I can't stand that. Then, you know, if you're my friend, then it, you could at least try to try to not roll your eyes. Or um, I have another, you know, friend I met um, th that curses all the time. And like, that's just who I am. Well, I didn't grow up with people cursing every other word. So it actually does bother me. Or, you know, scholars I know that smoke before they come to school, well, having asthma, you know, it's not um, etiquette or it is a pet peeve of mine, but it's more just about manners. Like, I think that sometimes when we say we care about somebody, we as a society have to be willing to do a better job of really listening to what people are saying so that they can continue to excel while we're excelling. Um, again, etiquette, manners, pet peeves, you know, making decisions or choices versus excuses, they all kind of fall um, in similar categories as far as I'm concerned. And if we are happy as individuals, if we're living our better lives and not, you know, just existing, I do believe that that also can affect 
our mental health. So if any of these things that I've talked about today, if you've thought about it, if you agree or disagree, you're welcome to share. Just keep it respectful. Um, some people that uh, may listen to the podcast already knows how I feel because we've had conversations. Um, I really won't ever say something on here that I've never said to the person um, directly and or if I do it's meant not to be a conversation yet, but I will always ask God to provide an opportunity or a way for us to talk, but I won't chase. <laughs> I won't chase uh, anybody down anymore. I'm learning to accept my place in people's life. If we're a seasoned friend or reason friend or a lifetime friend and thank God for the time that we did spend, wish nobody ill will only wish them well. And hopefully for some, I would love to know the reason for some of the conversations, behaviors, actions. But if I never receive that, I'm going to continue to try to make Lisa the best person she can be and work on my own etiquette, improving my own manners, improving my own, you know, or not having excuses about certain things um, and just living. You can have reasons, but you should be able to continue to love, grow, um, move forward without having the excuses. So I hope this podcast has been um, at least a thoughtful process for you. I hope that you listen to my words and are willing to make some of the changes that you may not even thought that matter to people. Um, a lot of times when I am on here, when I say my expressions or my feelings, they're also the sentiments of others because I'm always talking to people, whether it's in, you know, sessions or meetings or whatever. So that's that. This one is a little bit longer than normal for myself, but I did definitely have a lot, a lot to say. And I love, I would love your feedback. All right. Everybody have a great, great day. One singing lady out. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast, LLG's Random But Real. I appreciate your support and your time. Until next time, please make sure you visit my website, www.lisalgilliam.com so you can find out more information about where this podcast is streamed, about my book, about the CDs, and spoken word. Again, I appreciate your support and I look forward to hearing from you and you all listening to the next episode. Have a wonderful day.